Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. What you what you want? What you what you want? What up, everybody? Welcome to the Lazy Geeks. We're blessing you with our presence. Oh, again for the sixty-second time. And uh, this one's entitled "Certain Set of Talents" because <laughs> you know we've got a certain set of talents, <laughs> which which I, I guess goes back to what you were saying before. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna say it real quick. A buddy of mine has a 50-inch television set, so we always say that he's overcompensating. Right. Right. For people who don't know, meaning he has a small penis. Um, so I said, that's, you know, I have the same exact problem. That's why I have a 13-inch CIT television <laughs> at my house because I need to tone it down. <laughs> you know, the shock and awe needs to be brought down a little bit in my room. <laughs> has nothing to do with me being incredibly poor. <laughs> 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 oh man, it's the you got to keep them underwhelmed, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my god! They, they come in and they're like, this is fucking pussy TV over here, you know this this is whatever, this is whatever, and then just zip and it's like, oh my god! <laughs> all of a sudden it's a fucking Old Spice commercial. <laughs> <sighs> oh man, yeah, gotta. Uh, oh, uh, really quick, I just saw this actually before the podcast, so. Uh, this is kind of my what the fuck moment. And, uh, <laughs> so I was skimming through the channels waiting to, uh, to talk with Adam on the podcast. Mm. And, uh, I came across the oxygen channel and we all know that the oxygen channel is a channel that's usually blocked. Um, <laughs> 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 if I can get channels a la carte, 
Oxygen will be one of the channels that I do not get. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's an interesting channel. Yeah, that and the Lifetime Movie Network. <laughs> but I read the description because I just thought this was hilarious. I thought this was a bit of a hypocrisy thing. the The description I have Directv. So when you hover over the the channel name, it actually gives you the the, the description. It says, "Is a TV channel created for women by women." That is dedicated to the empowering women to empowering women to do great things, and you know what they were showing at that exact moment? Friday. Nice. <laughs> that is amazing. I was like, "What the fuck?" It was just, you know. I was like, "I see." So you're showing Friday to empower women? How <laughs> exactly? Emphasis on the scenes of uh, that fucking crackhead chick that keeps borrowing shit, right? Yeah, and the other one that's uh, married, and then she's dressed like a little like a little hooch out there, and it's like, what the? <laughs> Miss Park is finer than a motherfucker. <laughs> that is a, the Lord is my shepherd, and He knows what I want. <laughs> that is a man's movie. <laughs> I think the janitor was in there in the Oxygen Network. He's like, I'm gonna put this shit in. He had an old VHS in the back pocket. <laughs> Do that shit on. It's like the Lifetime movie showing Sin City. It's just like... <laughs> I know. Like, what? It's ridiculous. I was like, wow, that was just completely ridiculous. Oh, my God. You know, I want to see... Well, I guess it is. I guess Spike would be the closest man network. Yeah. It's, but you can't say a network made by men for men right. to empower men. <laughs> That's like having the Whitey channel. Yeah. <laughs> to inspire white people, made by white people for white people. <laughs> what would you even play on the White channel? Oh. <laughs> I mean, completely forgetting that, you know, white the white people, quote unquote, um, you know what consists of so many different cultures. You'd probably play a lot of black exploitation movies. That's true. Like I would watch um, Friday as one. Uh, also, Dyn- uh, Black Dynamite. Yeah. Play that all day. Um, and and porn. Just lots of porn. <laughs> yeah, really. You know, because every 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 channel's got to get porn. Um, speaking of uh, a man's movie, I hadn't watched it in a while, and I it just really was just like Jones and to just watch a badass action movie. So I popped in Taken again. Yeah, I haven't seen that shit. You still haven't seen it? I still haven't seen it. Jesus, dude, that is like, I, and I, like I checked in on Gate Glue, and like everybody was talking about like this movie never gets old. It's a complete badass movie, and you can see over and over again. And I was watching, I was like, yeah, you can't, you can, because every moment in that movie, Liam Neeson is a complete badass. And it's just like you're just like, fuck, man. Before that. You know, you you didn't really look at him that way, but in this one, you're just like, dude, if he's like the Charles Bronson. I was just thinking that. Yeah, you know, like, oh, you took his daughter, now he's going to kill everyone until he gets her back. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. Everyone. Even you're you're involved in it. Who knows? He'll <laughs> kill you. More Mormon missionaries come to his door on his way out. Pop, pop. <laughs> They're in the way. Pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Oh man! Hey, did you hear about the uh, Watchmen prequels? I don't. I don't know if I want to talk about this. <laughs> I know. And you know what? Who who was writing it? That's that's my question. Who's who's the writer? A collection of different people. No. See, we if uh, his name is escaping me. Who wrote the first one? Alan Moore. Yes. 
if he was writing it, then it'd be different. Yeah. But this collection collaboration bullshit, everybody's going to take their fucking take on it. They're going to say, oh, I wish the Watchmen were more this way. And they're going right. to write it differently. The Watchmen, and I think most people who are sane, or even insane, because that's fun anyway, <laughs> um, will agree with me that the Watchmen, um, the complete book, is one of the most perfect graphic novels oh, yeah. ever. I mean, the, the, the development of the characters, the storyline, the twists and turns, it's just an amazing piece of art, you know, and. Well, it was like what I said in my, in, uh, on the website, thelazygeeks.com, um, that, uh, I never once closed that graphic novel of the many times that I've read it. I've never once closed and go, gee, I wonder what happened before. It never, it, 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 it encompassed, encompassed everything. I mean, it, it just, it didn't need to be, it's like the Star Wars prequels. We really didn't need them. As much as a fanboy you want them, we really didn't need them. No, not at all, really. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it's so, like, you know, they're, and they're doing a miniseries on everyone from Rorschach all the way to the Minutemen. It, it's just kind of like, okay, look, DC, y- you're winning right now. Okay, you, the whole reboot, everything's successful. Why push it? Yeah, like calm down. Yeah, and really, yeah. the pre- a prequel to the Watchmen sounds like something something a company that is losing would do. <laughs> like trying to capitalize on something that used to be successful. Oh. Basically, will I read them? More than likely, but I'll read them so I can have something to make fun of. Like that, <laughs> that's how I'll go into it. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. You have to you have to look at them. I mean, you can't just ignore. I hate people to go. Like I was just reading a comment. This is a completely unrelated topic, but someone who said that they're against um, how people are online on social networks all the time and they're not, you know, socializing outdoors or whatever. So they're like, I will never have a Facebook. You can do it too. Like it's a disease. Yeah. You know, it, Facebook is an AIDS. You, know, you <laughs> can still check it out. I mean, you should you should always be subjective, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll check it out, but I really don't have high hopes. Um, yeah, I know. I was like, go ahead. You know, want it or not, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably. And, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It always going to come. I mean, let's let's be completely. <laughs> honest. I mean, you know, as soon as as soon as Watchmen became popular, somebody was like, we're going to make more of this. <laughs> well, I look at it this way. You know, when you're telling people, yeah, I slept with that hot chick over um, from a, you know accounting last night. Damn nice. Does anybody really go, how you, so how did you make it happen? No. Everybody worries about the end result. You know, how yeah. was it? Was it good? Was she, you know, it, it, it's about the end. Nobody really cares about the foreplay. You know? No, just the climax. Exactly. And, you know. uh, and, uh, yeah. And how you snuck out in the morning. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's always interesting. How you said, oh, yeah, I, early morning meeting, I'll call you, you know. <laughs> Early morning meeting. Uh, uh, but uh, I, I've said that to people before, and they're like, "You, you have no meeting. Dude. You, you don't have nothing. Even, nothing you don't even have a job. Yeah, it's like you have nothing to do. Man, you got fired on your day off. <laughs> Oxygen would know all about that shit. The women of the world <laughs> yeah. to empower women. Oh man. So uh, yeah, the uh, Star Trek Blu-ray came out this week. I've been on a I've been on a Star Trek: The Next Generation um, binge 
the last couple of days, just watching them on Netflix. Oh, man. I started to try to watch it from the first one, but then I just ended up just jumping around. Yeah, because it's... They're that, all self-contained little stories. You that really don't first season is really rough. It was a few, a few of my um, preferred episodes, though, were on the first season towards the end. Well, yeah, once they... But it, it really... Yeah, the first season is really kind of rough to watch because, you know, especially like Encounter at Farpoint, it's probably one of the least interesting episodes. Um, but it was more, it was, it was so much more campy. Like they were using, um, the soundtrack too dramatically. Yeah. Like stuff like that was going on. It's, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But most of the Q, a lot of Q episodes are in the first season. Yeah. Uh, you know, which is always fun. <laughs> and the, the neutral zone, which is one of my favorite, um, episodes. It's actually the last episode. Yeah. Of the season. season finale. Yeah. Yeah, which is the one with the uh, cryogenically frozen people from our time. Right. Which I thought was just an interesting thing. Yeah, but man, I, we got the Blu-ray, the the or the uh, the next level DVD, which has Encounter at Farpoint, Sins of the Father, and The Inner Light. Oh my God, that shit just looked amazing. I uh, it was like sixteen ninety nine, and I ended up having to get it at Best Buy, and there were only two left. Like when I got there, and that was like noon. <laughs> now they've obviously they've they've updated the special effects when you're seeing the ship, but well, outside of the ship. But have I, they also updated other things as well? Well, actually, what they did is they didn't like do like what they did with the original Star Trek, um, the original series. They actually went back to the original negative and recomposited all the shots. Jeez. So it so it just looks sexy. It looks it's the same shot, but the way that they originally shot it. So you get to see all the details, all the coloring. I mean, I I nearly jizzed in my pants when they fired a photon torpedo, and you see like the the multicultural density of the photon torpedo. You know, Jesus. and you're and and like the 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 color in the in um in the uniforms and just just everything. I was just like, oh my god, this is. This was so amazing. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was such a great thing. And then, of course, in there is the promo for season one of Star Trek The Next Generation on Blu-ray. I'm like, yeah, we knew. We how knew. Much, how much are they going to fucking run that season one? I have no idea, but you know they're going to rape you. Yeah, unconventionally, too. Yeah. yeah. I um, mean, you know. I don't, I, don't know if I, I don't know if I'm going to buy them season by season or just wait until the pack <laughs> but I, I do plan on buying Next Generation because yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I still have the original, and yeah, I, I want to get that. And then I'm thinking, I go, oh my god, if they do that with DS, DS9, that's just gonna look sexy as shit. Fuck yeah. Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> you never, Voy- you never really watched DS9. I didn't. Vo- Voyager either, but I liked some of the the latest seasons of Voyager. Yeah. Uh, DS9 from, and the first three seasons were actually really cool. Season four on when they got into the whole Klingon war and the Dominion war. Oh my god, that looked, that was just. See, and that might be the thing because I, I watched, I think the first season of DS9, and DS9 was on at the same time as Voyager was. Mm-hmm. Or the same time as Next Generation, I can't remember. Well, it was the six month, it was the six month gap. It was when, um, the, Oh no 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 yeah it started at, at in the next generation, and then it overlapped into Voyager. Because I think what happened is, I was watching Next Generation, and I was I was fairly young when Next Generation not young young I think it was like thirteen 
when uh, Next Generation ended, maybe a little younger than that. So I was still had that mindset that it was never going to end, that it was just <laughs> it was going to be on forever. So when DS9 came on, I was like, Next Gen's so much better than this. So I didn't watch it at all. And Voyager kind of weirded me out a lot. I like the ship, though, yeah. the Voyager ship. But I think DS9, I had a problem with it because they never went anywhere. Well, that's what that's what was fixed towards the end of the first season when they got the Defiant, um, and they started going places. But it, by season four, I would say give season one a chance and then jump to season four. Just um, skip two to three. Just skip bucket. Yeah, yeah, just fuck it, you know, and uh, and go to two, um, go to four, and then it you, it just gets it just amps up so much after that. Amps up, dude. Yeah. All right. Well. I think we've bullshitted enough. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. All right. How about we head into some news? <laughs> what the fuck? Today on the news. Um, <laughs> so I completely lost what I was doing. Okay. Subscription-based MMOs seem to be on the decline if you look at the current landscape of MMO games. Uh, games like Trek Online and Lotro, Lord of the Rings Online, have gone with a piecemeal system that allows players to pay as they go. X-Turbine exact Mursky, I never got his first name, I don't know why, uh, who is now director of Warner Brothers, has said, has said quite the opposite. Quote, people now in the West expect to, to have full control over the entertainment dollar and spend it the way they want to. It's probably not right to say the subscription MMO is dying. It's probably more right to say the idea of forcing a player to only have one option for having to consume their content. That's probably dying. So, I mean, I'm not going to read the rest of the article because it just goes on and on because I wrote it. Um, (laughs) Basically, I mean, I completely agree with them. A lot of people are saying, um, oh, you know, World of Warcraft for one needs to get on, needs to get on the Get on the horse, quit, quit charging everybody subscription fees and this they and that. They don't have to. They don't have to do shit. Yeah. The, the, the main thing that people are expecting now is not that everything goes free to play. Not, not even close to that. Yeah. But that you have a choice. And, and games like Lotro, Star Trek Online, they, they both have subscription too. You can still pay $14.99 a month if you want. Right. And you get the full spectrum. But a lot of people don't play the MMO that much. They're not playing it 24 hours a day. So it doesn't make any sense to pay that much. Yeah, I think when when we first started talking about this back in the day, back uh, in the day. we uh, I think we really kind of said that it allows people like like you and me who, who necessarily go on a binge, like we'll binge it for like a week or two. And then we kind of move off and go, oh, yeah, I should jump back on that and then jump back on it. When you're paying 15 bucks a month, you feel like you have to do it. When you're not paying that much, oh, well, I can jump on or jump off when I can. And World of Warcraft doesn't need to do it. They have so many subscribers anyway. They don't care. You think fucking um, uh, um, uh, Old Republic cares? <laughs> you can only play that by subscription-based. And And the Old Republic – Bioware has said that they do want to eventually look into free to play. By but what that sounded like to me is when people aren't playing this as much, yeah, <laughs> we'll go into a free to play, and that's how it's been going right now. I mean, Star Trek Online, Lotro, those are the two main ones that I can think of now. Um, started out as subscription based games, yeah, and and we played or I played both of them. You played uh, Star Trek Online when it was subscription based, right? Um, and because it was failing. To really have that strong pull, they went free to play, and Lotro especially pretty much 
invented the way free-to-play games are now oh, yeah. with the piecemeal. I mean, they might not have invented more like a Ford thing where they made it popular. Right. You know? Yeah. But I completely agree with what he's saying, and I have nothing else to say on the matter. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as we and many other tech sites have been reporting, is the lackluster sales of Research in Motion's attempt to break into the tablet market with the BlackBerry Playbook. Eh. We heard, yeah, we heard toward the end of last year that RIM is not going to give up on the tablet, but we believe and believe that the last update would restore interest in the device. Well, that failed to materialize. Late last year, RIM dropped the price of their playbooks to $299 for all models and storage types. Yeah, like that was going to increase sales. Still too expensive. Yeah. However, CNET is reporting that RIM has decided to mark down its lower storage devices. The price will um, the price drop will begin with devices retail price to $199 for the 16-gigabyte uh, model. 249 for the 32 gigabyte model and 299 for the 64 gig model. Still too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that uh, that brings the highest priced model uh, $300 below the iPad or the Samsung Galaxy tablet. Now there are some advantages to getting the device at the new low price, but CNET offers a concern. RIM could end its development of the device, so would it be worth in the end to actually purchase the device? Uh, sure, it would be. It would still do many of the functions, you know, we need: emails, ebooks, web browsing, Facebook, and Angry Birds. Now, once developers stop doing the apps for the device, you won't be able to get the latest and greatest apps. But keep in mind that it is RIM, so it takes a lot of time to get the new apps anyway. Think of it as a Mac of, of tablets. Now, this could be a good entry-level tablet for someone that thinks that the Kindle Fire is a little too basic for them. You know, for $50 more, you get twice the storage, HDMI output, and a powerful flash enhancer, enhanced browser. So, you know, um, in the end, I would say that if you need to try out a tablet device, then grab one while the going is good. If you don't necessarily need one, then you should save up for either a iPad or a Galaxy Tab, uh, which seems to be longstanding at the moment. With the success of the previous two and the Nook and Kindle Fire, it can, it just proves that you just can't make the same thing everyone else does and expect people to run to it. You need to change it up with price to get those long-time holdouts, you know, like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, my – and I, re- I read the article because I've, I've always been fascinated with um, the progression of, of RIM and the progression of, of the, the BlackBerry-type stuff, stuff like that. And the the main problem with the playbook is that it runs on RIM's operating system. Right. And um, yeah, sure they've lowered the price, blah blah blah. You can get a we'll say Android because I'm not I'm not saying anything negative about the iPad, but it is in a higher price range, like right. most Apple products. Um, but you can get a comparable Android tablet on a running a platform that is progressing with technology, that is keeping up with um the current landscape. And not dictating to you that you need to use a technology that is feels antiquated and just pathetic compared right. to its. I mean, I know pathetic seems like a strong word, but really, it's honest. <laughs> I mean, com- compared to, com- I'm not an Apple fan, but if I had to choose from a RIM operated system brand uh, system, uh, device or an an Apple device, the Apple device would look like the second fucking coming. Yeah, it's it's so glaringly um, just ridiculous that anyone would want to use. The only people that use Blackberries are people that are either given Blackberries or they just don't know any better. 
<laughs> you know, they're even expensive too. I mean, yeah. why are they so expensive? I don't understand. They don't do anything. Yeah, they and, don't, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, and big um, one of the bigger things too is that you know, with BlackBerry has always been business orientated. And they've always pushed their clientele for business. Like even the last company I worked for, I had a BlackBerry for a while. Didn't like it, um, but I had a BlackBerry for a while. But now with the advent of Android and and um, the iOS, you know, BlackBerry's trying to like, well, we gotta kind of corner the market a little bit and and get the business. Out. And businesses, they if they get a tablet, they're gonna get an Apple tablet, mm-hmm. or, you know, or they're gonna get a Samsung, or they're gonna get you know something else, but. You know, I, I I just think they're a little too late in coming and not offering any any bigger wow. They're thinking, well, we're BlackBerry, so we can just release that and people will want to get that. And and also the the biggest problem too, one of the biggest problems with RIM is that yes, they've always always catered to uh, business people. You know, people who are, are conducting business. The problem is, is they don't realize that those same people that have you know maybe CEOs or executives or whatever. They have a personal life and also crave entertainment. Right. You know, and, and they can get an Android device or an Apple device and they can do all their business shit on that hmm. and also, you know, watch a fucking YouTube video. Or, <laughs> right. I mean, you could do that on the Blackboard, but you understand what I'm saying. Right. Now I get you. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along into, hmm. into almost something that sounds absurd, but still pretty fucking awesome. Um, some people take their video games very seriously, especially the M- yes, especially the MMO crowd. It seems that the Dutch government feels the same way. I couldn't in believe a, this when I read yeah, that. I know. In a 2007 criminal case where a group of teens forced another youth at knife point to give up his RuneScape possessions. Uh, RuneScape, for people that don't know, is a really crappy-looking <laughs> browser-based MMO, but it's really popular. Um, the, the items were an in-game amulet and a knife. <laughs> ironically um the dutch supreme court decided to take action the two thieves were convicted in a lower court in 2009 of course the whole knife point thing is always a crime too um one of the defendants appealed to the the country's supreme court stating the stolen goods quote were neither tangible nor material and unlike for example electricity had no economic value um, the judges declared that even though the items didn't actually exist in the real world, they represented time and energy invested to acquire. Both Boom, defendants, goes the yeah, I know. Both defendants were sentenced to 144 hours of community service. Just fucking do the community service. I don't even know why you're complaining. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting case right from the start. First off, who pulls a knife on someone for a few RuneScape items? That's a good job to make someone's douchebag list. Seriously. Secondly, how awesome how awesome is it that the Dutch Supreme Court ruled in the favor of victims of theft? That's a good way to make someone's epic list. Um, <laughs> now, neither of those two instances made any lists this time, but um, <laughs> it's it's amazing. There's two amazing points to this: is that one, the Dutch government, you could almost call them progressive. I mean, right. they're 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 seeing to say that because it it took the person time and you know and energy invested to acquire the items that's still theft which makes sense right I mean, really um and also what's amazing is that someone takes a game so seriously that they will hold someone at knife point <laughs> to give them two items i mean come on I know. how 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 shitty do you have to be <laughs> to fucking go to somebody hold them up at knife point and I mean, what happened to hacking? What you're not smart enough to hack, so you have to go to the dude's house, pull out a knife, and go give me your shit. It's, it's just pathetic. It it's is. seriously, 
pathetic. And <laughs> and honestly, when I first read this, I was like, oh, the Dutch government's fucking doing something really weird. And then I'm like, really, they're not. Because yeah. back to the time and energy invested, that just kind of makes sense. It does, because that person did the time. And it's, it's you know, it's it's basic theft. I mean, if you look at it, regardless whether it's tangible, I don't believe that just because it's tangible makes it any more of a crime than intangible. You know, that's like people stealing people's identity. Well, it's not really tangible. It's like, yeah, it is. It's still theft. Exactly. Yeah. Ig-fucking-zackly. <laughs> well, if you live in the, if you're coming into the Los Angeles area, or you actually live here now, get your pictures of the famous Kodak Theater while you can. It seems that Kodak wants its name off the building, which has become the home of the Academy Awards since 2001 and is still in the process of trying to keep them. According to the Wall Street Journal, it seems that the company, which filed for bankruptcy last month, believes that relinquishing name rights would save up some free cash. Quote, the debtors have evaluated the contract in consultation with their professional advisors and determined that any benefit related to these rights likely does not exceed or equal the debtors' cost associated with the contract, according to the documents filed t- t- Tuesday. In simpler language, it doesn't help their wallets to keep the name on the building. Now, there is no... Uh, there's no word on how fast the name will come off the building, especially since the Academy Awards will be held later this month. So if you live in the Hollywood area, you best head on down to Hollywood and Highland quickly to get the picture of that name. God knows what it'll be later. My hope is Hooters Theater. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That would be. And it would, it, you would still keep the classy, like, theater like they have with the Kodak, but you have, right. like, the Hooters, the way the Hooters logo is right next to it. Yeah, just hey, so, you know what? That, that's okay because next time they – it's the Oscars that's there, right? Yeah. Next time they have the Oscars, you have Hooter Wings walk. You see Hooter Girls walking around. <laughs> George Clooney's pinching an ass. Yeah, I mean, it would be beautiful. Those wings are delicious, I just want to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you go there for the wings. Yeah, everyone always says that. And yeah. you know what? The wings are fucking delicious. <laughs> Jesus. Let's move right along. Um, to some good news. Yeah. Uh, that sounds pretty cool when I read yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, remember the PSP Go? <laughs> Didn't do all that well for a variety of reasons. One main reason was the price of the downloadable games. Having a downloadable version of a game priced at the same amount as the box version is a bit of a ripoff. Um, Sony seemed to have learned from their mistakes and has corrected that issue with the upcoming PS Vita. Shack News reports that the PS Vita downloadable titles will be priced at a discounted, a discount compared compared to the in-store version. Yeah, that's how I wrote that. Um, (laughs) No details were given as to how much of a price cut the games will receive, however. Um, this is not only great news for us, but also for the PS Vita itself. A lot of people worried that the so- that Sony would repeat their mistake, and not only would that upset gamers, but also hurt the sales of the system itself. A NeoGAF thread suggests a 10% discount over the box version, showing off some supposed Best Buy SKUs to back it up. No confirmation from Sony has been given at this time. So that's pretty freaking sweet. That is because cool. Because I that was one thing that was that was bugging me because I was like okay they they wanna they're doing it right this time where they want to focus strongly on downloadable games but they'll still let you buy games yeah which, which is good but I'm like they're gonna fuck it up again and they're gonna make it the same price and then no one's gonna buy downloadable games right so but that's pretty good that is cool I like that well as we reported earlier this week uh, there were there was to be a purging of all mega upload servers in the continental United States as early as this past Thursday, but it seems that it has been temporarily delayed. It seems that Ira Rothkin, 
uh, Mega Upload's attorney is hoping to work something out with the government to prevent all the U.S. servers being purged. Carpathia and Cognant, two of Mega Upload's U.S. service uh, based U.S.-based server hosts were going to purge the data since the U.S. froze Mega Upload's assets and they weren't able to pay the server fees. The government had already pulled all the data they needed, so there was no need to keep the data. However, Rothkin is trying to keep the servers up to allow people to retrieve their data before the services pur- server is purged. With word that a deal is in the works, both companies decided to hold off on it. But it doesn't mean that they're off the hook. Mega Uploads Terms of Service inform account holders that they have, quote, um, no proprietary interest in any of the files on on Mega Uploads servers and that that Mega Upload can terminate site operations without prior notice. I think it's difficult to say the least for Mega Upload to attempt any monetary use out of those frozen accounts to help out customers. The U.S. government works for the movie movie and record industry and could give a damn about people that use it for legitimate purposes. So don't get your hopes up, but I truly hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be amazing, you know, if or when uh, they purge the mega upload service because that's a lot of information yeah. that's on the internet. I mean, there, there have been countless times, and not for illegal activity, there's been countless times where I need to download something and it will direct me to mega upload. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. That might cripple the internet a little bit. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Or they'll just move it all somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, it's time. I think it's time to get into some news, new release news, actually. Uh, so we got new to Netflix streaming, some classic movies out there for you movie geeks. Beetlejuice, yes. JFK, uh, the Alfred Hitchcock classic Vertigo, love that movie. Uh, Twister, and uh, not the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Species, oh. That was that was a creepy movie. That was a creepy movie. She's hot though. Yes. Yeah, uh, Overboard, Chinatown, uh, the Rocky Saga, and the Seven Year Itch with Marilyn Monroe. Ooh, the Rocky Saga. Yeah. Fuck the Seven Year Itch, the Rocky Saga. <laughs> it's Marilyn Monroe, dude. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. In games this week, yes. Um, (laughs) Kingdom Kingdom of Amalur Reckoning, which has been much talked about uh, for the Xbox 360 and PS3. Ooh, I noticed you put that. Ooh, the show notes look so sexy with the PS3, Xbox 360. Yeah. It's all about professionalism. Hmm. You understand? Presence. Nice that you joined in. Shut up. I'm the one that suggested bullet points. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, Resident Evil Revelations for the 3DS. Uh, Gotham City Impostors is finally coming out uh, for the PS3 and PC. Um, the Darkness 2, PC and PS3. Um, the, the Forza Motorsports 4 American Lamaze Series DLC, which has pretty interesting cars in it. Um, Shank 2. I swear to God, I thought this said Kank, Skank 2. <laughs> That would be fun, too, uh, for the PS3 and Xbox 360. Jack and Daxter Collection for the PS3, naturally. You know it. Yes. The House of Dead 3 for the PS3, obviously a downloadable classic. (laughs) Um, Fallout New Vegas Ultimate Edition. We can all assume that comes with all the DLC. Right. Uh, In theaters coming out this week, we've got (sighs) Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace in 3D. You know, uh-huh. I, I did hear they're going to give a free Star Wars toy, though, so you might want to show up just to get the toy. Yeah, well, that depends on which theater, too, because 
it could it's supposed to be AMC, but I hear it's certain AMC theaters, so Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh The Vow for You know what? For a romantic movie, that actually looks interesting. It like may, I would it, feel bad for that dude. <laughs> I would feel bad too because if Amy Adams couldn't remember that I was married to her, oh I would be that fucking upset too. As long as she can remember where to sit. Oh, oh. Empowering Safe house? Empowering women. <laughs> yeah. Yo, next, uh, we're going to be broadcasting our show live from the Oxygen Network. <laughs> uh, Safe House, which actually looks kind of cool. Ryan Reynolds, Denzel Washington. Uh, Journey to Mysterious Island. And Rampart stars Woody Harrelson. Uh, DVD this week. Uh, it's kind of cool, kind of lame. Uh, Downton Abbey season two. The lame part is Twilight Breaking Dawn part one. Uh, Anonymous, uh, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. That was all right. It wasn't as good as the other two, but it was all right. Yeah. And uh, Lady and the Tramp. Yay! Yeah, uh, Disney, Disney. Person. Get it before it goes in the vault. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Get it before for this limited time before it goes back in the vault. The fucking vault. Fuck you. <laughs> Hate that shit. Ugh. It doesn't make any sense. Like, leave the movies out. You'll make more fucking money. No, but see, the thing is, if you put it in the vault, that means, oh, my God, I got to get it now. And then they'll re-release it later saying, oh, yeah, we have 10 seconds of new footage and whatever. Yeah. I don't need to see those two fucking mutts eating spaghetti anymore. It doesn't matter. (laughs) So in comics, starting off with DC Comics, if I don't say a number, issue six, um, Batgirl, Batman and Robin, Batman Time and the Batman trade paperback. Uh, Batwoman, Deathstroke, Demon Knights, Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, Green Lantern, uh, Grifta, Huntress, Legion Lost, Mr. Terrific, Penguin, Pride and Prejudice, Five of Five, wrapping that one up, Resurrection Man, Suicide Squad, Superboy, <laughs> Superman, The Black Ring, Volume 1, which is actually pretty cool. All right, for Marvel, we've got uh, Battle Scars, number four of six, Captain America, number eight, Deadpool, number 50. This is where Deadpool's supposed to die. We'll see. Uh, Fantastic Four, season one, premiere hardcover. This is the, uh, basically, it's the Earth One version for Marvel. Uh, they're going back and doing, like, a kind of a, kind of a, a tweak on the Fantastic Four origin stories. Uh, part of that whole season one thing that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. In Incredible Hulk, number five, Journey into Madness, uh, into Mystery, <laughs> into Madness. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And you even said it dramatic. I know, I did too, didn't I? Uh, Journey into Mystery. Uh, 634. Uh, Punisher Max, number 22. This is the final issue. The series has been canceled, so this is the last one. Uh, we've got, uh, Scarlet Spider, number 2. Secret Avengers, 22. Venom, 13.1. And Wolverine and the X-Men, number 5. X-Read. Then we've got, uh, other distributed. <laughs> uh, X-Men Regenerated, Regenerate, Genesis, whatever it is supposed to be. Uh, other distributors, we've got Doctor Who Classic Series 4, number one of six. It's basically a reprint of one of the old Doctor Who stories featuring, yes. I think it's the fourth Doctor. Yes. And also uh, Adventure Time, number one, based on the popular cartoon from Boom. Oh, by the and way, the other one's IDW, my nice. Doctor Who one. And also in Art of Mass Effect Universe from Dark Horse, which should be pretty cool for Mass Effect fans. Uh, in the collectible realm, we only have one thing. It's still pretty cool. Uh, the Batman Pat Patina mini statue. Um, 
you might have seen this one because it's it's based off a full size statue, not full sizes in you know <laughs> actual human size, but like a, like a large statue, and that's been sold out for a while. So they've they've made a, a smaller one, uh, pretty cool little Batman statue. Um, let me let me quickly, very quickly. Uh, oh well, screw you then. Uh, com- I guess Comicsology is on maintenance. I was gonna see oh. how much it was, but yeah, whatever. Whatever, fuck it. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Too expensive. That's how much it will be. If you so, have to ask, you can't afford it. As I look at my Holly Quinn statue, that cost me 110 bucks. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So uh, this week it was released uh, that Windows XP is still the dominant OS. Uh, out there right now among computer users. Windows 7, very, very close second. And then, of course, Vista and, uh, and, uh, iOS. That's just, that's just lazy people. Yeah. Just, you know. So, you know, my question was, you know, with, uh, with Windows 7, especially getting a lot of great buzz from people is 10 years, almost 10 years. It's been about 10 years that this <laughs> OS has been out. Um, why, why is it still, why do you think it's still dominant? I mean, in, in for a variety of reasons, um, it, it depends on, I forgot to check, but is it the dominant OS in the United States or in the world? Um, I'll double check that real quick. Okay. Well, then I'll keep trailing on, um, XP for one was revolutionary when it first came. I mean, it was it was a perfect operating system. Not when it first came out, but it eventually became just a great operating system. Right. Um, now, for people, the problem, one thing that I see is a lot of people don't buy a new computer all the time. And the the move from XP to Vista in a, in a, in a hardware demand sense was drastic. I mean, you you needed you needed a, a much more sophisticated computer to run Vista versus XP. That's true. Most of the time, you know, and, and for minimum specs, I mean. So oh, we'd we'd have to figure that the they actually now that I I'm looking back at the story, um didn't really say it didn't say, but we're gonna, we'll assume that it's the United States. Okay, because we're the only ones that count. Right. That's that's very true. Um, my my main point with that was on in the United States, it's a little more confusing worldwide. Maybe not so much because some countries, they don't have the money to buy, just like I said, a newer computer, you know, um, but going on with that, a lo- I think a lot of people were so burned by Vista and just mm-hmm. seeing the negativity that was going on, I, and I know I know a lot of people personally that bought Vista and then almost immediately reinstalled Windows XP um, because they were like, "This is shit." So Windows Seven comes out, which kind of looks like Vista, you know. And a lot of people, me and Steve and I, are the type of people that will sit there and, and pour over facts and reviews and 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 we know that windows 7 is a far superior operating system to xp or vista um but a lot of people aren't like that they'll just go from you know what it looks like vista so i'm not going to get it because it doesn't make any sense it's going to be shit um also my last point is the way xp is like the way it's designed the way it looks the way it feels is very um, 90s computing. 
um, in the sense that it, it just looks a specific way. It, it looks more like Windows of yesteryear, you know. <laughs> um, Windows 7 and Windows Vista, why not, um, looks more – it just looks different. And a lot of people, especially the older crowd, are not going to embrace different. Like they're going to be like, no, 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 it looks like shit. I don't want to learn. I don't want to learn something new. Actually, I lied. My final point: most people upgrade their operating system when they buy a new computer. Right. So, so that goes to the point that the older crowd, you know, not not obviously people in their twenties who are buying a new computer every fucking month. Um, the older crowd, they haven't bought a new computer yet because they don't see a need to because all they do is check their bank account or or fucking watch porn, which you can do on XP anyway. So. Those are my points. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I th- I think for me, like, um, I, you know, I had no problem Windows 95, 98. Um, and then I didn't really jump into XP until I got a new computer, like you were saying. Once, once I got a new computer and it had – I skipped – so I skipped me and all that other bullshit uh, and then got into Windows XP – and had no problem with it. Knew where everything went. It, it really functioned very much like all the other past operating systems, but of course was an upgrade. It didn't use a lot of resources. I think that was one of the big stigmas yeah. with, with, uh, Vista was the fact that it required nearly like a gig of RAM. You know, well, the, the entire one, one glaring problem with Vista. Um, I don't know if it's still like this in seven, but the entire desktop was rendered in 3D, which makes no fucking sense. It's it's such a dramatic waste of resources that it, it was just pathetic, and it would slow everything down. Yeah, I mean, even and the thing was, is Vista eventually became a, a decent operating system. Yeah, it's it, decent now. Yeah, it's decent now. Of course, you know that didn't happen until like what Service Pack two, but it didn't happen until Windows seven came out. <laughs> so it, does, it doesn't really make any sense to use it anyway. And everyone was so upset with Vista when Windows seven came out that most people jumped ship pretty damn quick. Right. And and that was the thing. Like I had uh, my laptop and uh, another computer that I had went uh, XP. Not a problem. Got a new PC so I could do some editing and stuff like that. We had uh, Vista. Vista did not it, Vista was very much and I think that was a big problem was is that Vista put things where it wanted to not where you would remember them you know if you had to if you downloaded something it was very difficult to tell it where to put it and I'm I'm forgetting now um in Windows 7 they have the uh, the libraries that that was brought in with Windows 7. That wasn't right. in Vista, right? The uh, library system is very cool. We have a music library and, and a video library. It, it organizes things in a fashion that makes fucking sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like where you would go, oh, okay, time for me to download this. And then it would download it. Not necessarily – like you have a file now in Windows 7 where it says downloads. You didn't have that in Vista. And it no, would you, download it wherever exactly. it wanted to. And, and also Vista came out. And they they kind of forced that new structure in a very well forceful way. I mean, they didn't really <laughs> ease you into it compared to XP before it, which had a My Documents folder. That's it. Right. Yeah. So everyone's used to this one folder. Now all of a sudden they got to navigate multiple folders to find the same shit 
it's the same to them. Right. You know, it's almost like to, it's almost like the way the the uh, structure of things was in Vista made more sense for the developers than it did for the people that were using it. Yeah, I I I would have to say I agree with that because uh yeah, for if you knew how to navigate a computer, you know, where you able to go in, look at all the different folders, figure out where, you know, go, "Oh, wait a minute, let me go back into the browser, see where they download all this shit to," and then figure it out, you know, yeah, but here, you know, Windows 7, I I I equate it to basically like uh the Big Bang Theory when Sheldon goes, "Hmm, doing Windows 7 it's a lot more user friendly. I don't like it. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, when you, because uh, it, it does everything for you. And, and I think, and one of the things that I, that really kind of hurt, and like I, I, I put in the article, you know, in the post, you know, known as Voldemort scratched out when Vis- yeah, Windows funny. Vista, you know, I, I, yeah. And like you said, a lot of people returned to Vista. I hated it and I didn't, you know, the only time I had, um, I mean, returned to XP when I had XP on my, um, on my other computers, I tried using it in that instead of Vista, but I didn't have, like, I didn't buy the, like I did with windows seven. Like I bought the windows seven disc. So yeah. I have the Windows 7 disk. In the other, you know, in the other, I didn't actually. I just bought a computer that had Windows 7, but so the same, the same thing. You know, I made sure it had Windows 7 <laughs> to have Vista on it or anything. Yeah, and and now forcing everybody to, you know, or telling people, oh yeah, you can go to eight and you have a touch screen. It's going to look amazing. It's going to do this, but you can disable that if you don't have a touch screen, which basically make, basically makes it look like Windows 7. Uh, it, to me, that just seems a little. That just seems ridiculous. And honestly, I'm going to Windows 8. I, I'm a little fearful uh, for Microsoft with Windows 8 because it's such. It's it's almost the same thing as Vista. It's such a dramatic, a dramatic turn from what's currently available and what people are currently enjoying. That even if it is better, it doesn't matter if it's better. People are not going to go to it as quickly. As they would something that that looks like, because just like you said, you can make it look like seven. What was the first thing I told you when you told me that? I was like, well, then I'm just going to keep seven. Right. It doesn't make any sense for me to buy something just because it looks different. You know. Now we don't have all the details on Windows 8 yet. We don't know exactly. I, I the one thing I like about Windows 8 is that you can do a refresh of the operating system, which is which is I mean you could do that by reinstalling the fucking thing, but <laughs> um they do a refresh and it keeps all your shit there, which yeah. is cool. You know, but that's really the only thing that's striking me as awesome from Windows 8. Um, startup times, all that bullshit. I mean, you can get Windows 7 to start up just as fast if you know what you're doing. Right. But I think that Microsoft sometimes, and I honestly think Vista was more of an answer to the iOS. They, they wanted something flashy. They wanted something um, that looked a little more dramatic when you looked at it. And supposedly user friendly, but honestly, Vista was just as user friendly as the iOS. Where if you know how to use a computer, it's a giant pain in the ass mm-hmm. because it gets in your way. It doesn't let you use a computer in a natural way that Windows XP did. And mm-hmm. I still think Windows XP is is sometimes a little more user friendly than Windows Seven. Yeah. But that's only because I'm more used to that. That's just the way computers are, you know. And Windows Seven sometimes gets in my damn way. <laughs> You know, but it's not as bad as um. I mean, look at the the security thing that I think they call it UM UMD or something that pop up oh, crap. Right. They have it in seven, 
but it's not as bad. Vista, it was a giant. Oh my god! Ass. You fucking try to you you try to move a file somewhere. Beam. Yeah. Are you sure? Are you sure? Fuck you. Yes, I'm sure because I'm doing it. You know, it's just ugh. ugh. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, yeah, when you had to, if you wanted to delete something, bing, are you sure? Uh, you're installing something. You always have, like that, every time you double click on something, like for me, when I run um, uh, one of my uh, system cleanups, you know, it always gives you that little boom, you know, do, do you want to run this? And it's like, fuck, if I keep running it all the time, just do it. Don't keep asking me to, are you sure you want to do this? You really want to do this? It, and the problem, like, and, and it, it did come out in Vista, and it is one of the carryovers into 7. Um, but, it's uh, much more, it's much more mature in 7, though. It makes more sense. It's still annoying sometimes, but it's not, Vista, it made you feel like the computer was, thought you were an idiot. That you didn't know what you were doing. Like, are you sure, asshole? Because obviously you don't know what the fuck you're clicking on. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, seven's more like, hey, just just a light reminder. This might change a few things. You cool yeah. with that? You know, that's kind of the difference that I see in it. But um, I mean, I know when I had Vista, I I turned that shit off. Oh yeah. Like you had it. You had to do a lot of backdoor bullshit, but you, you can turn it off. That was one thing that I did notice in Vista versus uh. Any other operating system that you know XP or seven is the fact that yeah you had to do a lot of backdoor bullshit like there used to be a um, I'm trying to remember there was a certain I'm trying to remember where what area of it but I think it was one of the folders and you know how you can always select how to view it you know either like a folder or just pictures or icons or something like that you actually it kept crashing on me and it kept saying windows blah 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 and it wouldn't let me view it in that particular manner i went online and it said yeah in order to view it for some reason it's incompatible with its own system that you had to go and turn it into a list in order to actually keep the file open so you can get into it and it was like it was that kind of little petty bullshit that i that irritated me mostly and that's usually what it is when you get a when you get an operating system like um vista or anything like that when you get into those areas where you're looking at um, petty little bullshit that pisses you off the most, that will deter people. B- bigger deal than oh yeah, you know um, it. You know it doesn't do this or so where it does this. If you, constant little bullshit will piss people off enough to say oh, no. It's so much of a pain in the ass. You don't even want to deal with it. Yeah, you'll get used to. The major changes, you'll eventually accept them and just go, okay, fine, and you'll get used to it. It's the little shit, it, and, and it's always the what's that saying? The um, the somethings in the details. Yeah. What, what is the, that the, fucking saying? Oh, the the um, the devils in the details. Yeah, the devils in the details. Yeah, that it's <laughs> when I had Vista, the the main the, my main issue was I didn't have the greatest computer, so. Vista was taking so much resources from my computer that I couldn't do anything else, you know, without it being dramatically slow or or whatever. Um, but moving moving on back to the fucking point, because <laughs> all we're doing is is complaining about Vista, and that's been overdone. Um, <laughs> all these complaints and frustrations all root back to the main one of the main reasons why people didn't move away from XP because XP didn't have a resource problem. They didn't have a problem with that fucking security bullshit. They didn't have a problem. XP never had a problem with um, running 
programs because it wasn't it, an operating system should you should not notice your operating system right it should be so fluid that you're just using your applications or you're online or you're playing a game and you don't even notice that Windows is there. That's that's the whole point. Vista, you always knew it was there. Because, yeah. it, one, it's telling you every <laughs> five fucking seconds, or it's taking so much from your computer that you can't do the things you actually want to do. Nobody buys a computer because they want to hang out on their operating system. They, they buy a computer so they can do other shit. You know, so it's it's just... Do I think that people should start moving away from XP? I do. But one thing, and I was thinking about this when, when we first decided on making this a topic. I think that Microsoft really needs maybe to go back to Windows XP, change it a bit to be a little more modern, but still XP, and make a low-cost operating system. I think that that would be not only beneficial to people who want to stay in that way of doing things, but also beneficial to maybe, you know, low-income houses or, um, you know, lower-developed countries where they're using Linux and shit because it's free or it's cheaper. I mean, Windows, Microsoft could, could capitalize on that. And they could have two versions of their operating system. They have one for lower-end computers and one for flashy new bullshit. Now, obviously, when they sign deals with all these hardware companies, it's not going to happen because the hardware companies want you to buy their newer shit. Right. You know, so then you get tied up in fucking marketing bullshit. But in an idealistic world, <laughs> we would have two operating systems. But we don't. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, and, well, like you were saying, you know, you know, that we're all we're doing is complaining about, um, you know, Vista and and it's but you know part of that is part of this. Why is XP in in? I think you know the answer is in the complaints about Vista is the fact that it was just a lot more fluid. You never had compatibility issues. You never had it saying you know oh hey you can't do this you can't do that. It it you know when you installed something new it searched everything for you. You know I mean Windows Seven. To me, Windows 7 carried a lot over of what was good about XP, but not everything that was fluid, you know. And right. and to me, though, you know, like you were saying, Windows 7 has that, you know, I I, I do have that fluid um, internet experience. Like I, I I don't remember 7, and that's the great thing about XP is I didn't remember XP. You know, I never once think like, oh fuck, you know, fuck you, XP. You know, it was Vista was this, was that, but yeah, I know. Was, that that was something that always confused me about Microsoft's direction with Vista was when XP was out. You can count the Mac OS at the time. You can count Linux at, at the time. All of those operating systems were solely designed for you to purchase. Run your computer, and then you weren't supposed to think about it. They would market it that way, where you could you could put it on your computer, and and you know your computer will run great. You won't have to do anything with the operating system. Everything will be fine. When Vista was coming out, Microsoft was very focused on making sure you knew that your operating system was there, making sure that you had to. Like they would even market it that way that you have to do. You will be able to do this with Vista, this with Vista, but it was all Vista shit. Yeah. Nobody gives a – in the grand scheme of things, the average computer user could give a flying shit how (laughs) their control panel looks. Right. But when they need to use their control panel, they need it to make sense. Yeah. 
But it's not like they're going, oh, my God, I'm, so, I'm going to get this operating system because the control panel just looks so sexy. Nobody gives a shit about that. People get it <laughs> Unless you're an Apple user. Oh, well, you know, that's a whole nother ball. That's a whole nother fucking – that's a whole nother thing, you know. <laughs> but it's just – I don't know. And, and, and that in, – you bringing up Apple again. Like I said, Vista was, to me, Microsoft's um, – Microsoft's uh, – oh, shit, what's the word? Microsoft's try. Like they're trying to be sexy. Their answer to – Their answer – thank you. Their answer to, to, to the Mac, just to, to make it look sexy and make it pop. And when Vista first came out, it was, it was very sexy compared to their previous endeavors. But that goes back to the fact that I don't want, I don't care if it's sexy. I need yeah. it to work. Yeah. You know, the sexy, the glitz and glamour. Yeah. For the first month, I was kind of like, ooh, Vista looks really nice. And then I started getting over that and started realizing all of the shortcomings of the operating system. Yeah. To me, to me, Windows Seven is what Vista should have been. Well, that's everybody. I mean, yeah. I. I think I think Bill Gates will admit that shit. But it's for XP. I when XP came out, I was using 2000 uh, Windows 2000. I love Windows 2000. Um, and really, XP is a prettier 2000 if you with, yeah. a, with a few extra bells and whistles. But um, mainly MS Config, which bugs the shit out of me that that wasn't on 2000. Um, <laughs> the um, I was using 2000, and, and I saw XP, and I was reluctant to change to it. Um, I, I actually got a disc um, from the store, <laughs> I specify, um, and it was – I mean, it was it was amazing. I mean, it had its little, its little problems in the beginning, but they ironed them out. Um, XP will always be, to me, one of the most successful triumphs. Of an operating system, it, it's it's global. I mean, it, it it's everywhere. It, XP runs personal computers, gaming computers, um, business computers, point of sale computers. It, it's yeah. fucking everywhere, um, and that's one of the issues in itself. Is that a lot of these systems, point of sale specifically? What the hell is point of sale going to do at Windows Seven? It makes no sense. I mean, but point of, there's there's some point of sale systems that are still running Windows 3.1, <laughs> you know, because because there's there's no necessity yeah. to move to move to the next step, you know, and and I think that um, I think Microsoft's trying with Windows 8 to to entice people like look how simple it is, but it's complex in its simplicity which which is to me a problem with the mac is that it's so simple that it it, it begins to be complex because you don't have the freedom to do what you want to do on the mm. computer without doing it the way the designer thinks you need to do it um and i think that 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 is the main issue with why people don't move away from XP. Of course, the biggest percentage of people that are still on XP is just because they don't buy a new computer. They just don't give a shit. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's be let's be real. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I know um, someone, one of my mother's friends that has Windows XP, and I asked him why did why didn't you ever update your operating system? You're a couple behind, and and they were like, I can get online just fine. My computer works. There's really no reason. Now, obviously, they're going to stop supporting XP very soon. So, and they've pretty much already stopped supporting it, unless it, there's a major flaw. But even the major flaws, they're not going to support it anymore. Um, so then, yes, now it's a security risk. 
now you need to move off of it because yeah. you're you're going to endanger your your identity and your, and your personal information. But even even then, people aren't going to go to Windows Seven. A lot a large chunk of them because they don't care. They just don't care. <laughs> you know. Um, but I mean, there's really nothing else to say. I yeah. mean, that's pretty much all the main reasons why people people don't get off of XP. You know, mm-hmm. and and I know a lot of people that when Vista came out, they went to Linux because oh, they wow. could get they could get a version of Linux that looked like XP mm. for free. You know, I mean, that's how much people hated Vista. When when you see people that go that have been using Windows their entire life go, I'm going to use Linux now. I don't even know what it is, and I'm just going to use it now. <laughs> that, that's a that's a supreme hatred. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, great for the Linux community though. Yeah. But I mean, that's all I have to say. Do you have any other thoughts or wisdom? No, any, any, basically, just to close out this, um, I, I really think that the big issue for me is why it's dominated is because, in essence, it was a near-perfect operating system. Yeah. I, I think that was really it. It was, and also, too, I think another reason why XP... Um, hit so well is also right around that time. I mean, about 10 years ago, we're looking at what, 2001, 2002, the internet exploded. Yeah. And I, I think that's suddenly where everyone started using laptops and PCs. And I think the big thing with that is because that's, you know, what everybody got brought into. So everybody started using XP. Then when Vista came about, a lot of people that didn't like it were probably people that like you and me aren't weren't into it so we didn't you know we knew the little petty bullshit and they're like well i just want to do this why won't it let me do this you know and so i i think that was probably one of the major reasons for that was because of the internet boom i mean everybody says well the internet boom started in the late 90s yeah 98 me you had all of those little Mm -hmm. ones but it was really mostly computer geeks that were into it or people that were already catching on that this was going to be the wave of the future by the 2000s 2001 this was it. Everybody started getting computers started getting more inexpensive. People started having more than just one computer. Everybody had the um, XP operating system, and it's like that. You know, everybody got brought onto it. So when you bring out something that was geared towards more people like you and me, then yeah, there's a pro- there's a problem because other people are like, stop it, stop it. And uh, so, is that how they sounded? <laughs> pretty much, you know. And also, I mean, my my main issue personally, and I'm not I'm not speaking on a logical sense. Just one thing that really pissed me off when Vista came out. Now, keep in mind, when Vista came out, I was a teenager. Okay, I couldn't get games that I could get to run on XP to run on Vista. Yeah. Anymore because Vista was taking so much resources, and that. For a teenage male, <laughs> is an issue. You know, I mean, I'm trying to play. I can't remember the games at the time, but whatever the hell I was trying to play just wouldn't work because Vista thought it was so fucking important. You know, rendering its uh, its stupid little <laughs> its stupid little desktop in 3D that I couldn't even run a, a video game. Yeah, it was. It, there was so many compatibility issues, and it just it was a bear to do. So then when you know, I, you know, like instead of, so I actually, after I got Vista on, on the PC, um, I actually stopped. I, I was like going, I'm not buying a new laptop. I'm not buying a new computer unless I can get it with XP or, and then when Windows 7 came out, 
I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it with a Windows 7. You know, and then, or it's like, oh, well, I can buy Windows 7. Okay, great. I'll buy Windows 7 and get rid of XP on my, um, which I got a new laptop quickly, put Windows 7 on it because, yeah. you know, it, there was no point in it. Um, but yeah, I think we've, we probably discussed enough about this. No, I think uh, 20 more minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, the yeah. trufus, the trufus. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, Vista, I think it's a good time we talk, go into some uh, douchebaggery. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, my friend. Yeah, I thought so. Um, all right. So our uh, my my number three douchebag. I titled this particular one. Really, Steve Brady? Really? Uh, <laughs> Was it seems that the even NFL quarterbacks use pirate sites when they need to? It was announced yes um, earlier this week that the federal government had brought down 16 illegal sports streaming websites, most of them owned by some guy in Michigan. After New England Patriots quarterback Steve Brady mentioned that he caught last year's Super Bowl streaming from an illegal site. <laughs> uh, Brady mentioned during an interview that he had watched it while out of the country. Last year, I was rehabbing my foot in Costa Rica, watching the game on on an illegal Super Bowl website. He said, "Now and now, I'm actually playing in the game, so it's pretty cool." Shortly thereafter, the feds made their move. In court papers filed by the federal government, authorities said uh, Yonyo Kiroa registered nine of the 16 seized domain names in 2010 and 2011 before operating the websites out of his home, collecting profits of at least $13,000 from online merchants who paid him to advertise on the site. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand why he, why he says it. And in the context in which he says it, I understand this saying, yeah, I was, you know, I, I got hurt last season. So I was rehabbing, I caught the Super Bowl, but now I'm actually in the Super Bowl, you know, after that. So it's, you know, I understand he's trying to correlate it to, to how he feels, but with everything going on in the world, I understand that he, he has, you know, it's all about, you know, getting that ring, but dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and, and Brady has always encompassed that all American, Innocent, oh, shocks. innocent thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he's almost—I was gonna say he's like Superman, but not in all the respects of Superman. <laughs> but he's in that in that in that homegrown sort of sense where right. he's—you know—if you if you've ever read a comic book where Superman and Batman are having a conversation for an extended period of time, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, there, there's a certain innocence, as I said, to him, and sometimes he says things, and the rest of the world goes, "Do you not get that that's a problem?" <laughs> you know, and now in my hometown um, <laughs> of Boston, you can't say a bad thing about Tom Brady or you will be stabbed. Steve Brady? No, Tom Brady. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> also, if you do that in my hometown, you will be stabbed. Um, I think every every woman. Hey, I'm going to call him Mike Brady. All right. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Um, every woman, either married, single, widowed, whatever she is would screw Tom Brady in a half a second in front of their spouse. Like, it's, it's just ridiculous. And the spouse wouldn't mind, you know? No, he would be clapping, slow clap the whole time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he, 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 no pun intended, dropped the ball on this one. Uh, yeah. All right, my number two douchebag is uh, Google finally joining the party. 
you almost have to give a slow clap to Google for doing something they to make them look a little less like they were trying to scam you. Finally, Google, excuse me, Google has begun the process of approving their apps before they make it to the Android marketplace. Finally. Yeah. Some may find this surprising since they probably figured that Google had done that like Apple has done since day one. Sorry mm-hmm. to break it to you, but they haven't. During an interview with CNET, Hiroshi Lockheimer, that's a interesting combination of names, uh, vice president of engineering on the Android team, says that they've launched a new program called Bouncer. The new service is designed to check out known malware, spyware, and trojans and looks for suspicious behavior and compares them against previously analyzed apps. They also improve their database to prevent developers of such apps to continue offering these apps. Does uh, um, the Lockheimer said the system takes an app that's been uploaded and runs it in the in the cloud and monitors what the app is doing in a virtual environment. If malicious code is uh, or behavior is detected, the app is flagged for manual confirmation that it is malware. The app could be blocked from being uploaded uh, if it is blatantly malicious or will be removed quickly if it gets flagged by the scanning process. Uh, it it won't get uploaded at all if in an instance of known malware, Lockheimer said. Google denies that Bouncer was created after due to backlash from many online security firms that the lack of oversight in the process of getting malicious apps from the marketplace. It's not like there was rampant malware problems, he says. He goes, I think it was a think of it as an insurance policy to ensure that Android continues to be a safe place. To me, this should have been done since day one or shortly thereafter. The fact that Google has only been testing this service since last year makes me wonder why they decided to do it at all. We can expect we can expect suspicious apps when you jailbreak your phone and pick them up from third-party sites. However, when you play by the rules and download an app from the certified Android marketplace, there shouldn't be any reason to think that everything on there is legit. It seems that in Google's rush to catch up with Apple, they figured, eh, what was the last thing everyone would really want? Security. So, welcome to the party, Google. Welcome yeah. to the party fashionably late yeah um yeah i mean that always bugged me um i mean when (laughs) it was always a joke i always thought it was funny but most people don't know what i'm talking about um that the only linux-based operating system that ever had a problem with viruses was the android um (laughs) again most people don't find it funny but it tickles me um but the only way you would really get viruses on android if you were downloading the stupidest fucking apps like um the only virus i got on my wife's uh, phone um, was my daughter downloaded a an app that was solely to give you ten. It's an app to give you ten wallpapers of Justin Bieber. Wow. That's it. Now, I, the app itself is a problem, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's such a stupid app to download because anyone with two two brain cells, who's not a child, of course, right. will will know that you can just go online and get fucking wallpaper if you want. Right. You know, but yeah, it, it, it's it's good to know that. Um, especially I'm I'm buying a new, I'm phoneless at the moment. I'm gonna be buying a new uh, Android phone in a week. It's nice to know that I'll be secure. <laughs> <sighs> Moving on. Yeah. This this next one, he's a douchebag. I mean, through and through. But towards the end of this article, he does something so badass that he almost didn't make the list. <laughs> like it, it, it was cool. So would-be Jedi jailed over lightsaber attack. 
I heard about this one. Right? It's in Portland, Oregon, where obviously drugs are rampant because this is crazy. An Oregon judge has used his force to order a 45-day jail sentence and mental health evaluation for a would-be Jedi who attacked toy store customers with a pair of lightsabers. Dual wielding that shit. David Allen Cantonbury, 33, told Judge Kenneth Walker that he is already seeking mental health treatment. Cantonbury also apologized to his victims. Um, so we're not going to make fun of him too much because it's obvious that he has some issues, and he's ad- he's admitted it. I'm not going to sit there and be like, I love oh, the f- jackass. I love the fact that you say we're not going to make fun of him too much. <laughs> well, I mean, I want to I want to help him realize his problem so he can start the healing process. Um, <laughs> the organ. Organian, Organian reported. Organian? That's just that's the stupidest word I've ever heard in my life. That Cantonbury pleaded no contest Monday to assault and resisting arrest. Uh, Cantonbury had a Star Wars. A Star Wars is in quotes because just in case you don't want to know where the lightsabers from, like like there's <laughs> other lightsabers or something. Right. It's not a Star Trek lightsaber. It's a Star Wars lightsaber. Um, in each hand, as he swung at three customers late December fourteenth. At a toy Toys R Us store, Portland police said he carried the lightsabers outside the store and swung at police. Now here's the badass part: pay attention. According to the Organian, police attempted to shoot Cantonbury with a taser, but the suspect deflected one of the wires away. Yeah. With the fucking lightsaber, dude. That's badass. I'm sorry, but that right when he did that, everything should have slowed down, and you heard, Huzzah! It's just so sick. You know he had Duel of Fates blaring in his iPod as he was listening oh, to it. You know? Jesus, that's just so badass. Um, officers eventually wrestled him to the ground, of course, because, you know, they're not real lightsabers. Um, and he, no didn't use, was... he didn't use a uh, force push, you know? No, no. He hadn't leveled up enough. He didn't have that ability yet. Um, no one was injured. The newspaper report, of course, they're not weren't. Um, Canterbury has been banned from the toy store as well, which also makes sense. Oh, what a shock. But still, I mean, that. I want to give him, you know, a metaphorical slow clap just for deflecting. Because <laughs> those shoot out pretty quick. Yeah. And that's pretty badass. You know, it was an accident. You know, yeah, but, um, <laughs> my second douchebag is something that I really, I'm not surprised to see. To be honest with you, um, it's always in Massachusetts too, which which makes me hang my head. A Massachusetts woman says the FBI, excuse me, says the FBI used a chainsaw blade to cut through her door and held her at gunpoint for at least thirty minutes before agents realized they were conducting a raid at the wrong home. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, Judy Sanchez of Pittsburgh says. She awoke to heavy footsteps in the stairwell on January 26th and walked into her kitchen in time to see a blade chop through her door. Quote, I took two steps, faced the second door, and heard the, the click of a gun and saying, FBI, get down. So I laid down on my living room floor, Sanchez told WHDH.com. I was screaming, you have, the, you have the wrong apartment, you have the wrong apartment, over 50 times. Might be an exaggeration. Um, <laughs> and then... And then I seen the big blade coming down my door. She says she was held face down on the floor at gunpoint while her three-year-old daughter, Gianni, cried in another room. So it's a pretty, you know, pretty bad situation for the kid. You know, right. kids, kids are like, what the fuck's going on? Kids doesn't know what the FBI is. It's like out of the hangover. Shut that kid up! Shut yeah. that kid up! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that scene. Um, 
It turns out agents were after the other tenant on the floor of the multi-unit building who was suspected of dealing drugs. The raid was called Operation Red Wolf, a two-year investigation into drugs and weapons, WHDH.com reports, which makes it even worse. Yeah. You've been you've been researching this person, and you got the address wrong. Like, come on. Sanchez says she and her daughter now have trouble sleeping. Of course they do. The mom told WHDH she now sleeps with a baseball bat next to her bed. There's the Massachusetts right yeah. there. Everything's solved because she has a bat now. Um, the FBI has apologized and is paying for the damage. Shit. <laughs> FBI should drop a cool million on that broad because that's fucked up. That is. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck it. I know. Two years of investigating and you got the wrong address. <laughs> just a silly fucking bastard, right? It's just uh, stupid. Somebody's not going to get paid that week. Uh, all right. So my number one douchebag. Our. Our number one douchebag. Because that's what we do win now. Yeah. Our number one douchebag. And being that, you know, obviously this is the day after the Super Bowl, or depending on when you downloaded, the Super Bowl happened. Well, as of this recording, it hasn't happened yet. But when you guys listen to it, it'll be after. Uh, I'm sure some of you guys heard this, but I gave this one because this is a cruel bitch. Yeah. Um, this homeboy, Jason Elia. Uh, was, uh, bought two tickets to the Super Bowl for his girlfriend to go with his girlfriend because she likes football and, you know, you gotta respect him for that. And now, for those outside of the United States where, f- where football isn't very prevalent, tickets to the Super Bowl are not only grossly expensive, but so hard to come by. <laughs> <laughs> this dude spent $8,000 on two yeah. tickets. Um, and uh, he was going to take, you know, his football-loving girlfriend with him. Uh, but his, And his plan, obviously, went kaput because he found out he had bladder cancer. When he told his girlfriend, she dumped him. On the spot. On the spot. She said that uh, – he, said, he said that she told him that she could not handle the stress of having a boyfriend with cancer. What makes things worse is he was planning to propose to her – on Christmas, and celebrate with the tickets going to the Super Bowl. Fuck. After that, his ex-girlfriend now says that, well, you know, since you did buy the tickets for me, I think I should have them. That's a what-the-fuck moment. Yeah. Like, it's like, really, bitch, you, I told you I had, a, a, oh, and just so you know, the good news is that Aliyah has an 87% chance of survival. That's good news. That's great news for him. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, I looked at this and I'm like, because the reason that it came up was because he not, he said he wasn't doing that out of spite, but he said that he goes, since he's not going to the Super Bowl, he ain't going to have her go to the Super Bowl. He went on Twitter and said, I'm going to give these two tickets away to anyone who can get me the most followers. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a homie that he can give the tickets to though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he doesn't yeah. he doesn't have a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was gonna give them to to somebody who can get him the most because he feels that it would be um it was someone who get the same enjoyment that he would have gone through going with someone he loved. Quality. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. And uh so but and that's what spurred her of saying, well technically I should get the tickets because you they were rightfully mine because you bought them with me in mind. That's no, like no, no. saying that, that's like saying, oh yeah, I bought this car, my girlfriend's gonna love it. She doesn't get the car if you break up. 
Yeah, you should have waited till after the fucking marriage, bitch. Yeah, and and it just shows that, you know, it's like, look, you know what? You're a bitch for even remotely saying that. Here's a dude thinking it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's a guy who, you know, has a form of cancer, any form of cancer is is fucking rough. And you're going to sit there and you say, "Whoa, technically you bought it for me." That's a selfish bitch. He's lucky he didn't marry that little bitch. Cuz honestly, and this is going to sound, sound kind of cold. They're not married, so the splitting up because of the cancer thing, it sucks, but you can understand her point. Yeah, a little bit. You can okay, you know, maybe you don't want to go that you're not maybe you're not that serious with the dude, you don't want to be like that. If they were married, it'd be different. But yeah, but the thing is, is that he was going to propose to her on Christmas. Exactly. And so he's already there. Yeah. So like yeah. in early November, he found out, like over a month away. And but you know, I mean, if she loved him that way, because you know she was probably you know in order for him to buy, spent eight thousand on her to go to the Super Bowl and plan. You you figure it was probably kind of serious. Yeah. And, a little bit. And you know that she couldn't say. Well, this is this is a lot. I don't know if I can handle this, but I will try. I will try, and then eventually later go. I can't do this, you know. It's at least yeah. try. But you ever say they go? I can't go through that stress. It, it sounds very selfish. Uh, it just it just sounds like a just a a cold-hearted bitch. So it's just like, and since all the publicity this story's gotten, I mean, she's gonna be real popular in the dating scene. No, I know. Right? Like, yeah, well, it's a good thing I don't have cancer. Too soon, you know. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, it's, a it's a good thing I'm not a football fan. Oh, oh Jesus! Uh, you know, a good a that's good a Family Guy moment right there. A good analogy for our uh, Australian and European fans is uh, tickets to the Super Bowl is like tickets to the World Cup. Yeah, like it's just so important. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. I I I wish that he would have went. Yeah, you know, damn what the doctors say. I, you know what? He should have went there with a stripper. Ah, uh, like a boss, dude. You know, roll in there, have some cantily. You know, it's gonna be cold as fuck, but she's there scantily clad. You that's know, right. that's right. You know what he should have given him a hand. He should have right there. <laughs> <laughs> giving him a hummer and shit. He should have. He should have went by himself. Oh. After he got the uh, after he got the publicity, and then just use the and when the camera hits him, kick his feet up on that second seat, or put like his a coat, steady like, bar, like put his coat, put his food there, you know, yeah. <laughs> and then just act like you know it's a good it's a good thing I came I came by myself because now I got a little table I put my shit. <laughs> god, oh my god, fuck that bitch. Oh man, that's the kind of that's. That's the kind of woman you don't want to stick your penis in. Yeah. Like you just, you just want to stay away. Yeah, just stay away Cause, from that. Because you, you can't even keep maintain an erection when you think, damn, that's fucking cold. Does it have her name in the? Um, Actually, the no, it, it didn't. It didn't state her name in there. But, um, you know, it's just kind of funny because that kind of coldness you could probably feel. Jesus Christ. Oh man! But it's almost not funny. It's, I, it's almost like, what's wrong with you? You know, I would have <laughs> slapped her, and I, I bet you, no cop in with the, my, all the land would have arrested you. Dad, I would have slapped her with my mushroom dad. tip slap. <laughs> so, on the complete opposite end, our epic person of the week. Yeah, fifteen-year-old Kim Stordal. Now, here's a kid. He's a kid. This is this is what you re- you mean by kid. 
He made Google's Security Hall of Fame. He's been credited with disclosing a cross-site scripting bug to Apple, been thanked by Microsoft for disclosing a vulnerability to the company, and received an elite white hat Visa card from Facebook with 500 credits on it. Like a boss. Like a boss. Here's a quote. I got a card from uh, for a self-persistent XSS cross-site scripting flaw at Facebook and a non-persistent XSS at Google, Microsoft, and Apple. He says that in the recent Skype interview with CNET, uh, as a self-persistent um, issue, the bug Sortle disclosed is not exploitable by a third party because a requ- it required a user to take action to be at risk, according to Facebook. Um, in the quote, he says, I just looked around the site and found and found out where I can input HTML on and stuff, and it's and it's not filtered in the source code. Often they filter characters, but forget some, or they just totally forget that input. He said, when the attackers want, it's often the it's often the cookie, which can be used as login as a user. Sortle says that the site he poked around in, Apple was the easiest to find the flaw in. I found the Facebook hole after four days and the Google one after three days, but Apple only took me five minutes to find the two XSS flaws, he said. Damn. Apple representatives did not respond to requests for seeking comment. <laughs> That's a shock. <laughs> I've always loved being on the PC, and I all, um, already was um, programming some C++. Uh, he said, so I wanted to do something new, and I started searching around and learned basic. So here's a cool kid that, you know, he could have he could have been a dick, you know. Yeah, he could have he could have easily just exploited it. Yeah, but you know what? He didn't. He did the right thing, and he's he's a boss. And now I do want to mention, okay, at his age, this particular accomplishment is not going to get him much pussy. Um. <laughs> So I want to say to anyone, if anyone is listening and knows this this young man, and they're an attractive female of his age range, kick him a break. Just, I'm telling you right now, kick it to him because it's cats like this that become the Steve Jobs of the future. Yeah. They become kick the smart Zuckerbergs. Yeah, because if, if you're nice to him now, he'll be nice to you later. That's right. Yeah, and and, and by 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 be nice to him, I mean give it up. Don't don't <laughs> don't fuck around. I know I'm kind of technically telling telling children to screw each other. I really don't care. They're teenagers. They're already doing it anyway. Right. Just just don't don't look at the stupid the the star of the football team who's probably gonna peak in high school. Look at this cat and right working here. at Home Depot the rest. That's of right. Life. Set yourself up and hook up with this cat. And hey, you just got five hundred bucks to take you out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, so. All right. So really quickly, we're gonna hit side comments. We only have two uh, right now. Rachel Hedison. Uh, talking about um, obviously our main topic, XP tops OS, uh, top OS. Microsoft is an idiot. Windows XP is by far the best operating system ever developed. All Microsoft had to do was rename the uh, next Windows OS, say Windows XP one, XP two, and so on. The way people are more inclined and and not be afraid to upgrade when the new OS, since Windows XP has already built an established astonishing reputation around the world, just like Apple's Mac OS. It's Mac OS 1, Mac OS 2, etc. Completely agree with this point. And that, that was something I forgot to mention. Just from people hearing Vista, what the fuck is that? Yeah. It made them even more reserved yeah. to, to move on. So yeah. she's a genius. <laughs> and uh, this one called The Way. 
um, talking about um, Aldo Rio's suicide. Uh, it, um, he's the artist that uh, that hung himself uh, this past week. Uh, he mentioned on the website uh, that uh, they announced that the proceedings of his upcoming book, Exposure, would go to his widow. Now, if you go to the website, thelazygeeks.com, and look for Al, um, Al Rio's suicide, there's actually a... Um, there's actually a uh, kickstart link right there. Yeah, so. it's 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 a tragic death for for such a, a talented, I know, talented I... artist. I mean, it, he did a lot of the um, the pinup girls, that kind of art. Um, it, he was just an amazing artist. Yeah, it's, it's such a tragic loss and such a tragic way to go. Um, so uh, yeah, now going on to really quickly this week's recommendations since we're running a little over. Uh, this week's recommendations. My recommendation, of course, I mentioned before, Star Trek The Next Generation, The Next Level. Um, gotta, gotta get it. If you love Blu-ray, you love Star Trek, and you want to check it out, it's under 20 bucks. If somebody's charging you 20 bucks or more, fuck it. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, it's so amazing. It looks brilliant. Even Counter at Farpoint. If you watched it on BBC America, you can see how faded it looks. And sometimes I can't even watch it. Or Netflix. Them. Or Netflix. Netflix. It looks pretty bad. Yeah. yeah. And you look at it and you're just like, oh my God, it just looks so bad. It looks so good. So clean. Really looks almost like it does in the movies. The visual effects on the ship. I mean, I even said in my review, you can actually tell the different color panels on the Enterprise. That's how deep in detail they go. Yes. So it, it definitely, definitely a great thing. Uh, definitely check it out. And for the price, come on, sixteen bucks. Yeah. You get, you get in essence four episodes, even though one's a two-parter. You get four episodes and some of the best episodes. Yeah. Too. The Inner Light, love that one. Seeds yes. of the Father. I'm know. surprised they picked the Inner Light. I really to am. To be too. honest, and I'm happy they did, but I'm yeah. just, I'm just surprised they picked it. Oh yeah. Um. I know that that was that was like me too. I was like going, "What? They picked that one, really?" Um, so yeah, so uh, definitely pick it up. What's your recommendation for the week, my brother? My recommendation <laughs> is um, Ackham City, but for the PC. I recently picked it up for the PC because I where I am, I don't have I don't have anything else. Um, it's it looks better. Um, the it feels better. It feels better. <laughs> oh. um, the game. The game is amazing. Anyway, I mean, we already know that. But I'm just saying for 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 the PC, it's it's been it's been fun to play. It's been it's been very solid. Also, if you um, you're obviously on a Windows PC if you're playing Arkham City on the PC. Um, if you don't like the mouse and keyboard scheme, plug a fucking Xbox 360 controller into that bad boy. That's yeah. what I did. That's right. <laughs> You know, just um, just you know, I want to mention that to maybe some PC because there are some diehard PC gamers out there that that don't play on consoles. You can still pick up Arkham City, and you should. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. So now we reach the closing. So before we head out, we want to remind you all that you have many ways to follow us. Be sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash/thelazygeeks. One word. Uh, be sure to follow us on Google Plus. We're gonna try to do more on Google Plus, or at least I'm gonna try. Um, again, I see, I'm gonna be real quick. I don't see a reason. Like, who is on Google Plus? <laughs> where, where is the fan base on Google Plus? Where's the fan base of Google Plus? Yeah. <laughs> this is something we'll discuss off air. Yeah. <laughs> again, Lazy Geeks, one word. Uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, uh, the Lazy Geeks, one word. Or you can follow myself, uh, Lazy underscore Nomad. Or you can follow Adam over there at Lazy underscore Sapien. 
Uh, subscribe to our YouTube page. We have trailers, vlogs, and other special content available, so definitely subscribe. YouTube.com slash TheLazyGeeks, one word. Uh, the music on this podcast was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. So it's about time for us to check out, but uh, please be sure to comment on this or any podcast on iTunes or the website, TheLazyGeeks.com. Tell us the good, the bad, and the incredibly sexy, even though we know it, but just yeah. tell us anyway. Uh, be sure to leave a comment, because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast. Remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. So, until next week, peace out. Uh-huh.